0: The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. With the recent developments in Holly Willoughby quitting this morning and Alan Hughes speaking about his stalking ordeal, we'll be exploring the realities of negative intrusion in the public eye and the experiences of those who have witnessed the sinister side of social media. First, joined by Eve McDowell, co founder of Stalking Ireland and a staunch campaigner for justice, and News Talk breakfast presenter Kira Kelly, who has faced the sinister spectre of online abuse. Firstly, Kira, could you tell us your experience?
1: Yeah, I I suppose for years I was online on social media without any difficulty um, at all. And, And I think social media did change over time. When I first joined Twitter, and Twitter I think is probably the main problem where people get trolled. I joined, I think it was 2013. And for years, I would say, I actually had a good experience online. You know, I I chatted to people. I had interesting conversations. There would be a bit of back and forth. You'd have banter, as you might call it. You'd have jokes. Um, You'd have debate. And and it did feel like you're part of a national conversation. So the nice thing about hashtags is you can talk about the same thing at at the same time with loads of people. So it kind of felt like a very good, fresh space to be in. And I liked it. But I did notice over time, and I'm talking as we came into sort of 2018, 2019 and, and so on, that it, it became colonised by a lot of anger and and, and a kind of a, an attitudinal shift where there was lots of people on who didn't seem to be, who, who, who I think probably in fairness were were bad actors, as in didn't seem to be interested in actually having a conversation or a chat or a debate or a bit of banter. They were point scorers and, and they... Particularly, I found th- that, that my account would attract people like that. Um, now, I'm an opinion broadcaster and I'm a female and I'm, I, I'm one of the very few female opinion broadcasters in the country. There are female opinion columnists, but there's very few broadcasters. Um, I don't know if there's any other really opinion female broadcasters. And, and so my job is to talk about issues and to take a position. That, that's my job. And people I would say, why is she always talking about things? It's like saying to the person in the checkout in Tesco, why are you putting things through that scanner? It's because it's my bloody job. So so I was in that space and I found over time it became really combative and and, and people were coming at you and and the same people were coming at you quite often. And maybe that they just didn't agree with your politics or didn't agree with your opinions and that's totally fine. But it was very aggressive and it was very abusive at times. And And then over time, I noticed... Just this shift where you were actually becoming kind of villainized and 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 monstered and 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 misrepresented in so many ways that you like you people say, Oh, she thinks this. And you're thinking, No, I don't, nor have I ever said such a thing. Or or people would say, She said that. Very interesting, there'd never been any receipts for you saying, because you wouldn't have said it. And so there was literally misinformation and lies and, and and we know statistically that women get it in the neck way more online than men and we know that women offering, I think there are people out there who, who can't believe that women have the temerity to have an opinion at all. They can barely tolerate us having an opinion. So if your opinion is one that they don't agree with, it seems to infuriate them. And, and so abuse started to just become a daily event. You'd wake up in the morning to insults, you'd go asleep at night to insults. And there is that thing in human nature where if you, if you get 20 comments from people and one is bad and and 19 are good, it's the bad one you remember. But if you're getting 50 negative comments a day or 100 negative comments a day or whatever it, it was, you know, and, and it did become kind of a frenzied thing. I, I, I think because I don't really tend to apologise or back down from from people trying to make me shut up. It's not really my way. I, I think. I became a lightning rod to some extent for people who who just wanted a a woman online to kick on Irish Twitter. And, um, you know, uh, that's fine. Uh, And I'm not like saying poor me. But I realised after a while, what is the point of me putting myself into this situation? And I thought this is no good for me. And I really couldn't be arsed with it. And uh, I was very glad to leave it, to be honest.
0: Apart from online, have you had any other kinds of harassment?
1: I actually haven't really had any face to face stuff. And I should say before I was ever, you know, a broadcaster, I was a doctor and you saw it's like seeing two sides of human nature. When I was a doctor, the human nature side I saw was being a doctor. You you, you saw the best in people. You saw compassion and stoicism and selflessness and kindness and and support. And you saw people, you know, who were sick trying to unburden their families and people whose family member were sick trying to do everything they could for them. You really saw humanity at its finest and and I felt very lucky for years to see that. And then I became a broadcaster and saw social media and you see humanity at its worst. Point scoring, snideness, uh, a pathetic need for attention and sort of narcissism and all these kinds of things. So so uh, it was kind of weird. Truthfully, many, many, many years ago before I was either a doctor or um, a broadcaster in my youth, there was a kind of a stalkerish situation for for a while and, and I didn't like that very much. Um, I, I suspect many young women will have experienced those sort of kind of toxic things along those lines. But but no, I haven't. And, and I know you have, Luke. I know that people have been at your house with placards and, and, and all of that and giving out and shouting and everything. I haven't that. And in the main, when I meet people face to face in real life, geez, they're lovely because you know what? The people online, the people who behave really nastily online, they're a, that's a very individualistic kind of self-selecting bunch. Most people wouldn't dream of it. And, and that's thankfully the truth. So, no, I, I have had um, very little in my real life, apart from a few work related things where people did arrive on, on a couple of occasions to the office <laughs> demanding to speak to me. That has happened, but um, that would be the, the height of it.
0: And how did you cope with it?
1: Um, well, well, the times when people arrive to the office, uh, we we have security that you know I, I don't go out, and 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 someone who comes in and shouts about wanting to speak to me in the lobby doesn't get to speak to me that's just how that works uh, we have security for things like that because that is not how you engage with people you you know and that's probably not a safe way to engage with people so so for the, for those kinds of things we we have security and um i'm glad of that and that would be the same as 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 all media organizations rte would have security we have security and obviously uh talking about um itv and holly willoughby they had security and, and that's how that goes how do i cope with it personally with with those types of people coming at me online or in any other way. Um, truthfully, I don't think about it. If you're going to think about that stuff, you can't do the job I do. And I quite like doing the job I do. And I certainly don't think I'm going to stop because of eejits.
0: I guess one question is, does it just go with the territory of being in the public eye? And will it pull people off going into politics or giving their expertise in the media?
1: Um, it, it certainly seems to now go go hand in hand. That I, I mean, and by the way, I'd say what I get online... Like, I wouldn't want to be uh, a female politician because they get dog's abuse. And in fact, they all have to have had, uh, you know, guard security at their houses and things at times and all that sort of stuff. So, so, so dog's abuse it seems to be part of public life. It is particularly directed at women. And I don't say that in some kind of poor me way. And I don't say that in some kind of, oh, no, you know, we're special. We get it worse. This is statistically, we see that the, the volume of abuse. Uh, leveled at uh, 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 females in, in public life is higher. Um, it's just the way it is. And does it put people off? Of course it does. I know I have friends when they go, I couldn't do what you do. I couldn't put myself in that space. Uh, you know, so so it, it does seem to be a part and parcel of modern life. I mean, there's some wonderful things about social media in terms of, you know, the democratisation of opinion and the ability for small voices to be magnified and, and for movements, grassroots movements and stuff. They can be very, very good things. And, and a positive force for society. But the other thing is, is is that it has given voice to every vicious crackpot going. And and unfortunately, you know, people are very accessible. Now, increasingly, people in the public eye are not on X or Twitter. Like like I know myself, dozens of people who do similar-ish jobs to me who have left it over the last couple of years. Because why would you be bothered? Why would you put yourself in, in the public stocks to be have rotten tomatoes thrown at you for no reason? Um, and it's not... The space that it once was, and it doesn't have the value or the traction that it used to have. So, uh, on those bases, there's not much reason to be there. Would it put people off, though? Absolutely. And I know many, many young women who I who I have mentored over the years and who I have given talks to over the years, who, who who have changed their choices because they they feel that they couldn't deal with the level of abuse that is thrown around the place these days. And that is that is a that is a shame, and that is something I don't know how we fix it. Um. But that is a shame and that is that is that is reality.
0: Of course, the big question is, what can we do about it? Uh, If a celebrity is out walking in the street, someone decides to approach them. You know, what do we do? Do celebrities need to be more reclusive?
1: I have found in the main genuinely when I meet people, because I do meet people out and about and they go, oh, Kira, this is what you usually get. Love what you do. Brilliant. Love the show. People, most people are are nice. I I actually, my air pressure was down on my tyres earlier and I had to pull into a garage and I didn't know how to do the air pressure on my tyres. I know that's a bit pathetic but I didn't but there was a bloke there doing his and I went over and I said, I'm sorry, would you mind if I watched what you're doing because mine is also down and I don't know how to do it. And not only did he not mind? He ended up doing it for me and he, he still had money in the meter. So he ended up paying for my air pressure and wouldn't take anything. And then at the end, he was so lovely. He didn't even make me feel like an Egypt. And then we went home because see you, Keira. love what you do. And like really nice, really kind, you know. And that's what I get. By the way, you wouldn't you wouldn't think that if you saw what people say about me on Twitter. But that's what I get in real life. That's what ordinary people in real life do. So I don't get that. Once I was in Cornell's Court and somebody did follow me around um Cornell's Court talking about one of those globalist conspiracy theories, whatever the hell it was, and started talking to me. And I just kept walking. I just kept walking away. But, you know, did I feel threatened? No, I was in a public space and there's security in Cornell's Court. But but is it intrusive? Yeah, of course it is. And but I think that's the that's the rare person. That's the oddball. That's not everybody. Most people we've got to bear in mind that the, the vocal tiny minority that behave abusively online are not representative. Think about your real life, everybody. Think about your real life. And in real life, most people are super decent. That's my experience of people. It is a small bunch of disgruntled, angry gobdaws that make a lot of noise online. And if you think about Twitter, I think it's something like 90% of the tweets are generated by 10% of the accounts. And only about, I think it's 4% or something of people in Ireland use Twitter regularly. So you're talking about, it's something like half a percent of people in Ireland are are active and creating these kinds of things. And so that's about right. I would say one in two hundred people is an idiot. And uh, that will be the same with social media, but they are amplified a little bit. Most of them are just looking for notice because they still live with their mum and they're forty five. And they've never had a girlfriend.
0: Thanks very much. That's Kira Kelly, News Talk Breakfast presenter there. Now joining us also is Eve McDowell, co-founder of Stalking Ireland. Eve, is harassment getting more common and how worried should we be?
2: Well, see, I think with the the growth of technology, there are more ways to harass or stalk people. So there definitely has been an increase in that sense because there is more avenues available for people. So I think, you know, while it's important to have legislation there, it's really important that we have support services that reflect those experiences because while there is already uh, support services in place for uh, intimate partner abuse, and sexual violence, those services are needed but they're already overrun, Um, so unless we have those in place, it's very hard for people to come forward and actually use the new legislation that's there without those supports.
0: You've written to the Justice Minister, are you optimistic that we'll see radical change with the new legislation?
2: Um, well we have to remain optimistic. I mean stalking is mentioned in the zero tolerance implementation plan, but it's more in terms of legislation. So we need to see that societal change as well, so that's where information campaigns and support services would come into that and also education around healthy relationships and unhealthy relationships. And um, we are kind of seeing a mention of that, but when that will actually take place and be implemented is another story then. So I mean we can't lose the you can't lose the fire with this now, um, because th- there's so many, so many things happening all the time that need a lot of attention. But there's also a, a lot of stuff in cases happening there, especially since um people have found master's university and college. There's been an increase. I just even noticed myself college students reaching out to me with situations on campus. So that kind of shows that there needs to be policies in place and procedures in place. Um, from universities in order to tackle this. Get then all these supports, to help. So you can deal with it there. You know, ideally, I had a hope that this would have been in before the legis- legislation has thought about before the legislation came in. Uh, they now we're playing catch-up. Uh, it's nice to that people are actually supported. Um, and a lot of people, yeah, don't even understand what stalking is. Yes, because they have the idea that it's ha- something that happens to celebrities or something that happens Um, when it's like a stranger hiding in a bush. It doesn't always look like that. Um, it's difficult to pinpoint it because it's not a, a set of behaviours. Like with other crimes, if you see the tick boxes nearly and you could look at a list of behaviours and you can say, oh that's it. But with talking, it could be any behaviour, or for a pattern there. So anything that's stated as passive, unwanted and refuted, whether that's sending someone flowers continuously over and over again once um, they've asked to stop. It's not actual behaviour it's the pattern that's there and the impact that it's having on the person who's experiencing and talking.
0: And overall what do you think can be done?
2: Um, well I think that, like up until now with a lot of things the onus is put on victims a lot or survivors or whichever term people feel more comfortable using it's always kind of put back on the responsibilities. you know there used to be that attitude around sexual assault as well oh sure why did she drink too much or why did she go out wearing that it kind of feels like this is a repeat of those um, attitudes now again that we're seeing with the online harassment. Oh, but their public was on profile or they're in the public eye. They should expect that they should get this. You know, nothing that that person does is causing the stalking. What's causing the stalking and the harassment of the person who's perpetrating it. So although while there's precautions and safety measures that people can take, I like find their of account profile, if someone wants to talk to someone, that's not going to stop them from doing it, so that kind of needs to be, um, I think, a, a big shift in societal attitudes towards that and looking at bystander approaches, like if you if you see something that you know is off, um, there are ways to intervene, even if it's not safe to do so directly, um, if they say it in a public space, maybe there's a member of security nearby, Uh, even documenting things, even if it's online, taking a screenshot or in person taking a picture. You never know um, when someone might need help. And I think that's why a lot more education is needed around this as well, because I know um, UCC's in course to a wonderful bystander intervention program and that's kind of more situated around sexual violence. Um, But I think that, you know, there's a lot to be done in terms of educating people with online health needing something and trolling as well like it's becoming a massive problem i think um just very people like i think when people um are continuously watching people online or following them and keeping up with their stories they you know create these parasocial relationships with them and they feel entitled to approach them you know they they forget that these people are just people as well and trying to go about their day-to-day lives and what about i think everyone needs to take a step back and remember that we're all just human um, and to treat each other with respect and um, because that's what it comes back down to at the end of the day is basic respect, boundaries and consent towards other people.
0: The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning
2: at nine, on News Talk.